Namaste. I am Flulaborg and it is now boom time. Today, you're just like, I can't believe this is happening. An expert's guide to television with Chris Ryan from The Ringer. This is one I really wanted to talk to you about. Oh, please. A lot of people missed it. It is amazing. There are now over 7 trillion TV series. We counted. So on this episode, Chris and I point you to some of the shows we think are worth watching. Like the German series Dork on Netflix. It has one episode that I think is one of the best moments on TV that I've seen since we have to go back on Lost. Chris and I also talk about the future of television. There's so much new stuff to watch. You just don't hear a lot of people saying like, you know, it's great. The third season of this show. Whereas five, six, seven years ago, Breaking Bad got really good in season three. And later, the two of us travel to Westeros, where we discuss my ride and die series Game of Thrones. And we predict which characters will perish or have intercourse with the cousin next. I think in the world of Game of Thrones, that seal has been broken. Literally, we saw it happen. Yes, it's it's all coming up on this episode of Boom Time. Greetings to you dudes and ladies and welcome to the most ideal time in the history of clocks. Boom Time. Today on Boom Time we are diving deep like Greg Louganis into the world of television shows with Chris Ryan, a wonderful man and also an expert of televisions. But hold the phonest, Jonas. Before I conversate with Chris, I simply must speak with Alex Simmons, the director of Boom Time, who is definitely not a hippopotamus. You simply must. And last I checked, let, hold on. Let me, uh, Grace, no, don't have Grace. Yep, not a hippopotamus. You're still not. I still. Okay. Still not. Even the toenails, everything is uh, Let me check the yep. toenails. No, 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 they're not hippo toenails. Nope. I'm relieved that you are still not a hippo. <laughs> me too. Me too. That would be a troubling way to wake up. It's a very weird thing when it happens. Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, there's a whole subplot in Game of Thrones, which we'll talk about later, where oh. people are sort of turning into gray gray mm. skinned people yes what that has a name in gray scale gray scale which is that is, what they're called i think so which is uh similar to hippopotamus skin yes hippo skins interesting what are we, what are we doing so before we speak okay thank you alex <laughs> so alex before i speak with chris we must play our world famous mumbling game uh, in this game alex will make some mumbles that sound perhaps german and then i tell to him the most close version of german that he did say Let's do some quick ones. You ready? Yeah, you ready? Oh, I'm so prepared. So we're actually going to do something a little different here. I'm throwing you a curveball. Oh, f you do that, Oral Hershizer. He had a great curve. Um, oh, good. Okay. Because this is a TV-themed version of Boom Time today, Yes. we're going to do a TV version of German-ish phrases. Oh, wonderful. It's a German boob tube. So what we've done today, what I've done, yes. just me, the entire team is me in this case. Yes, it is. I've taken some popular and some of my favorite TV series from when I was a human child. Oh, good. And I've found the German translations for them. And I want to see if I say the German translations, if you'll know which TV series we're uh, talking about. So these so are... So, like, an example, yes. a very easy one to start. Das General Hospital. Well, yeah, Das A-Team. Oh, that's cheating. Well, exactly. I'm just getting you warmed up. I'm warm. I feel very good now. Another yes. very easy one. Bring it. Magnum. Ach, Magnum P. So they didn't do Magnum P.I. in Germany for some reason. So what is strange is, if you say that to a German, all they think is, ich, 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 ich will mein Magnum, ich will ein Magnum, which is, it's the chocolate ice cream. Uh, the right. ice, yeah, yeah. Ich und yeah, mein Magnum. With the chocolate on the outside and vanilla on the, on the inside. You know, they always have it at parks. Yes, always at the parks, just yeah. sitting there <laughs> next to the fountain. Yeah, okay, yeah. so now you understand the game. I do, yes. Let's get a little more into it. Oh, all right, you ready? Hey. Yes. 
Prost Helmut. Prost Helmut. That's the name of the German that was an American show. Very popular American show translated into Prost Helmut. So hello, so cheer, oh cheers. Cheers. Oh. So can you explain to me why it's called Cheers Helmut? No, I imagine Helmut was Ted Danson. Right, and his name is Sam. Sam, and so maybe we don't ha we don't have a Sam. <laughs> right, I so suppose. they've renamed Sam Malone Helmut. Helmut, which I guess if the mouth is moving like Sam Malone, that may look like Helmut. Right, when they do the overdubbing. Yes, yeah. so maybe they have done it like this. Okay, you Very ready for the weird. next one? Yes, I'm ready. Mode ist ihr Hobby. Mode ist ihr Hobby. Oh, that is designing women. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> well. Translate literally what I just said oh, into you, English. You said fashion is her hobby. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I didn't... Mode? Like M-O-D-E? M-O-R-D. Mode. Mord is your hobby. Yeah. Mord. Mord. That's murder she wrote. There you go. Yes. Murder is her hobby? Murder is her hobby. It's <laughs> funny. It's a very strange thing to say. Murder she wrote is also a really clunky phrase. I like it. I like that it's different, but Murder She Wrote is sort of a weird title, right? I agree, but Murder is Her Hobby is yeah. terrifying. But that sounds like the prequel to Dexter. <laughs> you know, like... You ready for the next one? Yes. Zurück in die Vergangenheit. Zurück in die Vergangenheit, which means uh, back into the past. Back into the past, yeah. Yeah, which is back to the future, of course. But this is a TV series. So, oh, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. So they cheated, not cheated, but back they... Back into the past. They backpiggied to, from Back to the Future to, oh, people know this one. Let us just say something that sounds mm. like it. So you think they were trying to kind of bait and switch yeah. Back but, to the Future fans into watching Quantum Leap? Yes, mm. I believe it. Yeah, because it's only one word switch, Zurück in die Zukunft, yeah. in Zurück in die Vergangenheit. So it's just a tiny, tiny switchy Rusi. Zurück in die Vergangenheit. That is, oh, yeah. There's like... 73 letters in that word. They are. Yeah, it's almost... The, the one word is almost all you can write in one tweet. All right, this is the last, last one. Last one. Ein Greischet Euro at Chicago. I'll try it again. I, Ein Greischet Euro at Chicago. Oh, I bet you it is perfect strangers. Yeah. Yep. Ein Grieche erobert Chicago. Yeah, which means a Greek person... <laughs> uh, conquers Chicago, but he's not Greek. Right. He was he's from not. Mepos, yeah, exactly. which is not a real place. Right. But I would say Mepos sounds Greek. Right. And he, if you told me that, what was his name? Balki. Balki Bartakamus was Greek. I wonder if in the German version they just said, yes. too confusing to yes. have a, a faux Greek country. He's just from Greece. And also Germans love Greece. Right. So perhaps just let's make him a Greek man. A perfect strangers and a Greece, a Greek person conquers Chicago could not be more different. It's very confusing. One yeah. is like, oh, it's two people. Another one is, oh, this man has like military desires. <laughs> exactly. Question for you. Yes. Are you feeling warmed up? I feel so warm. Vroom, vroom. I'm like a, a Motorola scooter. That's, that a, make? that's a phone. Phone. Sorry. Uh, it says the word motor is in it. Yeah, that's So true. I imagine it's a thing that rolls quickly. Okay, so no. Moving right. on. Oh, boy, how exciting. Alex, thank you very much. Perfect. I've just checked uh, my sundial, and according to the alignment of the planets, it's almost boom time. But before we begin, I must give you guys some quick heady uppies. So... Chris and I are speaking of many television shows, and warning to you, there may be some spoilies as we speak, so prepare to cover your ears or throw your smartphone into a lake if you hear these things. Also, I know Chris Ryan is loving hoops, and I love hoops. And when I say hoops, I don't mean the song hoop, there it is, I mean basketball. So, during our conversing... 
yes, I make some very strange basket by references that may be stupid and weird and confusing for everyone, including me. So a warning to you. Oh, sorry, I almost swallowed my word. Speaking of hoops, stick around. What are you doing? I wanted to add something. Oh, go. Your, your You're face. You're moving your microphone. You're so terrified. I was oh. just trying to get your attention, and oh. you just looked at me as though I had said... Your uh, car is on fire. Well, you are yeah. moving the microphone in, yeah. in a very dangerous way. So Alex is still here. I got your attention, didn't I? It did I? work. Yes, it worked. I just, I just wanted to add that we're trying something a little new here on this episode where we're having an expert come on to guide you through the world of something, in this case, TV. And I think it's something we'd like to do again in the future. So if anyone out there has some ideas of things you'd like Flula to guide you through, uh, definitely music would be one. Yes. Um, films. Yes. But, you know, it could be architecture or whatever, you know. Te- ski shapes. No, ski, ski shapes. Ski shapes. Parabolic now. Everything's parabolic. Right. If, the, if you want us to guide you through the world of ski design, yes. skis, desi- skis design, let us know. Perfect. That's it. Continue on. Sorry for scaring you. No, it's okay. I was only mildly shocked. <laughs> okay, good. We speak many times of basketball, Chris and I, and because I know he loves basketball, we have a secret podcast at the end about the Philadelphia 76ers, a hoops team. So stay tuned for this if you like hoopies. Okay, and now, tick, tick, tock, tock, it is what? Boom, 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 time! Uh, hello, welcome to Boom Time. I'm here with my very sassy guest, uh, expert of many things, Chris Ryan. Hello, Chris. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you also for having me. You are drinking a Jever Pilsner. Yeah, it's like my third or fourth favorite German beer. Oh, what are number one and two and three? Bex. Okay. Uh, Low and Brow. Yeah, Löwenbräu, yes. Uh, I'm going to go Jever Heineken, maybe over Heineken. No? You're only saying this because I'm one meter from you and gave you this Jever. Those are also the only German beers I know. Perfect, yeah. (laughs) You are, as I would say, a man who knows very many television shows. I do, yeah. How do you watch all of these things? A lot of starting. You start a lot of stuff, a lot of shows, but you don't necessarily get very far into them. Oh, like me and hobbies. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that that's sort of going to be one of the challenges of the era that we're in because there's so much new stuff to watch. Is sustaining people's interest over multiple seasons. For the most part, you'll see a lot of people be like, this show is amazing. I'm so psyched. And you just don't hear a lot of people saying like, you know, it's great. The third season of this show. People don't do that. No, they're they're more like, yeah, I turned on Netflix, I watch, and and that's going to also have to do with the shrinking season order. So there'll be like eight episode seasons, or there'll be limited series. A lot of shows, even though there are fan bases that sustain Shameless season seven or Homeland season eight, they're not actually the newer shows are not actually sustaining their audiences. Whereas five, six, seven years ago. Breaking Bad got really good in season three. Oh, it was dope. Yes. You know, and and you know, Friday Night Lights had a great third season, oh, and so Lost good. had a great third season. And I just don't know when we're gonna get the classic third seasons of shows of of these newer shows. Like, I love Ozark. I don't know what Ozark season three looks like. Is do you think these shows are built for? We gotta just make some stuff, and it's gonna be great. Shove it all into that first season, and then see what happens. Absolutely, absolutely. The idea of like. In the fourth season, we're going to reveal it's actually his dad. No, they got to do that in the third episode. The, the, Ozark is actually a really good example of this. More shit happens in the first episode of Ozark than happens in the first two and a half seasons of Breaking Bad. Oh, I watched the first season of Ozark. I felt like I needed to shave, change my clothes, yeah. like take a weight training program. So much time elapsed in it's my mind. It's almost like it, it functions as TV criticism that, that show does. 
How do you mean? Because it's like it's playing with all the conventions of oh, okay. So when he, this guy, when Jason Bateman's character, and this is not a spoiler because it's in the oh, trailer. Spoil away, Chris. Ryan. He says to, he reveals his wife really reveals to their family that he has been laundering money for a Mexican drug cartel. That's the big reveal in Breaking Bad. That is the point that most of Breaking Bad up into a point builds towards. They just throw it out there in like the second episode and the kids are like, oh, weird. It's almost like the kids have been watching Breaking Bad and are used to it. So, okay, what's what's occurring now is every idea has now been made five million billion times. That's yeah. how I feel. Because what you just said is, oh, in 2008, Breaking Bad comes out. This is a cool idea. Ozark's like, no, we know you've seen Breaking Bad, so we can't do that thing yes. already. What is the end game here? Do we just now scream words at each other or just like like uh, Tinky Winky and the Bingle Bears? What tubby tally tubbies all day? What is the end game? I don't know. I think that there are some classic tropes of television that will always be, they'll, they'll always go in cycles. Like the sitcom will always be, the 22 minute three laps a page thing will always be something that people respond to because it's the ultimate unplug my brain and laugh every 90 seconds thing. And that's really important, I think, to have. As far as those dramas go, I don't know where we're going to go with that because I think that you could see as these mergers happen and more and more, it's just five companies own everything. The bets that they're going to make are going to be more like make Lord of the Rings. You know, make make uh, Star Wars live action. And you wonder almost if Ozark is going to seem like a Fellini film you know, in, in five years, if they're like, we're only making these huge bets to make people subscribe or participate in what we're making, our product, will they even have time to make a Mark Duplass show or Dear White People or Ozark even? Whoa, so you are saying that this, what's now occurring to me is this a show about like grasshopper dermatologists based yes. only in Portland. Yes. And in four years, there will be four shows, basically. I'm a bit exaggeration. Well, I think the bigger problem is only four people, only four companies will make TV. So it's going to be a matter of are those companies doing things differently enough from one another that television feels like a diverse experience? Because there was a time, even though there was only. 12 shows on a year or whatever yeah. for networks. NBC felt different than CBS and LA Law was different than Hill Street Blues. And, and these shows did have a little bit of variety. I know people are probably rolling their eyes like network television never felt that way. But I think that there was a very exciting period after that in, in the early prestige cable days where Sopranos and Breaking Bad and Mad Men and The Wire kind of showed us that you could do a different kind of drama on TV. And I still think that there's really, really great stuff on it's very hard to find. It's very hard to keep up on. And I just wonder whether or not the investment is always worth the payoff. This is a nice little segui, as we say nowhere. It's Segway, correct? Yeah. Uh, Chris, what are some shows or a show that is maybe underneath that Sputnik radar that people don't really know about that is actually like no BS is very good? On, that's on relatively recently? So, yeah, kind of recent. Let's start recently. Okay, yes. so the, this is the one I really wanted to talk to you about. Oh, please. Did you watch Dark? Oh, hello. Did I? Hello. Did I watch Dark? Have you guys talked about Dark on the show? No. Okay. That's... It, that came out at the end of last year. Yes. So it kind of fell into the Christmas blanket of people may have caught it on Netflix when they were home for the holidays, but, but let's a lot honest. of people missed it. And it missed all the year-end lists, so nobody knew, oh, this, it is amazing. I almost don't like that people say it's like Stranger Things but German. No. You agree with us. No, I don't, I, think it's, I don't think it's Stranger Things or German. I think it's way darker. Will you explain it? it yeah, yeah, it's basically a, a murder mystery that takes place across multiple timelines. 
and it it it's sort of like if you had one of those prestige detective dramas from England merged with Lost. Yeah. Uh, and it has elements of adolescent discovery like Stranger Things does, for sure. But so do like Steven Spielberg movies. I think yes. it's a much darker, it feels way more like Denis Villeneuve directed it, where it's it's got this kind of stark, you know, everything is rain swept. Everybody has like circles under their eyes. But it's actually like a really entertaining show. And especially as it gets closer and closer to the denouement, you're just like, I can't believe this is happening. There's, It has one episode that I think is one of the best twists slash, ex- like it's one of the best moments on TV that I've seen since we have to go back on Lost. Can we please? Okay, so we, I'm going to ask you what this was, but everyone, as a, as a side note, listen, I will do this as a rewind. Everyone, I'm speaking with Chris Ryan, a man who enjoys loves and is very good at analyzing and thinking about television. We're going to spoil some things here yes. in this podcast. So now back. What was the episode it's of when Dog? Ulrich beats up the child to try and save the future. Unreal. Because you're just, it, you're taught things when you're watching shows. And I, I kind of experienced this last night when I saw uh, the Sicario sequel, because it has several moments like this as well. But uh, you're taught that certain things can't happen, and that there are certain things that the hero of your show or of your movie isn't allowed to do. Well, you just also, I don't know if people heard the helicopter, you violated something, they are now <laughs> headed for us. Slots coming. So yeah. I just said that so they would fly away. Please continue. No, I always remember, um, I can't remember if it was Pulp Fiction, but there's this great Quentin Tarantino interview where he talked about how much of what he does to tweak audience expectations has to do with the casting. So, you know, you just, John Travolta is not supposed to die. That's and right. he talks about how much it bothers him when he sees another movie. And they're like, I know that this huge star did not sign up for this movie and they're going to die. So there's actually no stakes. There's no tension to this movie. And it bothers me a lot. And I think he obviously likes to play with that in his films. By that same token, there are a lot of situations where you're like, a, a good man, even if he's an anti-hero, a good quote unquote character should not beat the crap out of a child with his hands and uh, you get him with a rock like, oh yes yeah and it's really it takes you up into that edge and then once that happens you're like all bets are off i have no idea what's going to happen on this show yes this is not connected but i just saw the departed once more mm-hmm. and it's, but it's but it's an old film there is a scene you may know this like everything is done everything is happy and then the elevator opens and a man and leonardo dicaprio is just bye-bye yes it's just immediately yeah that is so. Anyway, yes. So. No, I mean it's it, the departed is a perfect example of that. I love this. Yeah, I want to. I'll tell you, Chris Ryan, just to tell you, I want to become world famous just so I can die early in to. all the films. Yes, yeah. in a in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh yes, yeah. I want to immediately be off. You gotta at, hurry up though. He's only making two more. That's it. He says he's only making ten. That's a total. Yeah. When did when was this total given? Uh, after. Uh, not Django. What was the other? What was the one after that? Oh, uh, uh, d- 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 terrible eight. Hateful yeah, hateful eight. eight. So I think after hateful, he said, "I'll only be making two more films." Okay. Well, Jay Z also retired. But then he could times, start making so. like a Netflix movie. So yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, "Actually, this is a novella, but with pictures, right. and it's just a movie." Right. Okay. Um. So, Doc, I'm very glad because I was going to ask you about this. Yeah. So we are on the subject of German shows that I think are wonderful. Doc is one of those. Okay. I have some questions for you. Have you seen Deutschland 83? Yes. What did you think? I thought it was great. I agree. It's a, it, you know, the Cold War, uh, I love John Le Carre novels. Uh, I love Charles McCarry novels. And, and the Cold War is a really thrilling like setting 
uh, especially working out of Germany or working out of Eastern Europe. And I, I just think it's like such a such a brilliant show. So for people who don't know, Deutschland 83 is taking place in 1983-ish. And the the lead man is like a boy who is from East Germany, but is a dub, he's playing a double agent. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. I will tell you, you know when you're like, oh, I am mesmerized by a person, not in a sexual way, you're just like, this person is the bomb diggits. Yeah. The main man of that show is like that for me. He's like a magnet of, of excitement. Yeah, I feel that way about Timothy Oliphant. Oh, same. Yeah. Yeah, it does not matter what this man does. <laughs> he can make me a sour cream sandwich, which, yeah. by the way, is nasty, and I would love it because he made it. Have you had a sour cream sandwich before? Never, but if Timothy served me one, I would say, please, may I have another? <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So, and now we're just hopping because the the third one I want to bring to you, uh, bring to you. It's not like I've prepared donuts Is for it you. With the sour cream sandwiches back there. They're coming later. That's our reward uh, okay. for this podcast. Have you heard? And yeah, I know you. Oh, it's like saying, "Hey, have you heard of your feet? The things on your legs." I know you will know. You will say yes. Have you heard of Babylon Berlin? I have. But yeah. you have not seen this one. I yet. watched the first one. The first. Not episode. into it. It was cool. I think that was one show that fell right into the, I do not have enough time to watch this show yes. right now. And then I forgot to go back. It's a curse of Netflix. Yes. It's just, you know, if you, if you grab it, when you see it, it's there. It was just one of those things I forgot to go back to. Well, it's, it's, for me, it's like a cousin's wedding. I have to attend it because <laughs> yeah, it's German, it's German and I'm yeah. German, yes. And, but I will tell you, it's, not, it's good. Tom Tukva is involved in yeah. this, the man from Run, Lula, Run. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah, but it's also like a weird number of episodes. It's like 16 episodes, and yes. they're all very long, which, of course, everything in Germany is like this. If you have ever listened or watched a German talk show, Chris, I know you have, they are about two hours too long. Are they really? Always, yes always much smackadoodle do they do good ratings yes but this is back in the way days when thomas gottschalk was the big big star of germany you would only know thomas gottschalk if you saw sister act two he's the crazy german with the large nose and the curly hair but then he must have had a much more vibrant career in germany vibrant is a good word yes (laughs) i I remember i I was in malibu visiting america in the 90s Uh and coming out of a supermarket was thomas gottschalk into a limousine i lost my marbles as you say because (laughs) five minutes before i had seen mel gibson eating a steak that was tough times for him in malibu too yes well the 90s he was probably doing pretty well he was probably a king of the world back then oh this was early 90s so this was like just when lethal weapon like three. Oh yeah so still pretty okay pre-strangeness racism yes he was not just as... but all that took place that was that he went you know he went to moon shadows that's where he got lit that night yes yes yeah. yes a cat stevens song yeah. is are they related mel gibson and cat stevens yes i don't think so no. i agree yeah i think it's safe to say have you ever eaten at moon shadows I have. It's hard to imagine getting so trashed there that you would be racist if you weren't already. If for people that don't know, Moonshadow Moonshadows is on the street that is you cannot parallel park no. on the Pacific Coastal Highway, yet they encourage it. Yes. It's insane. Yeah. And then the valet parking in Moonshadows is about three and a half feet by three and a half feet. You just you kind of like half pull off the highway yes. and throw a guy your keys. And hope you own a smart car. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Boom time! Some things were meant to be together. Ice cream and your mouth, bananas and a sidewalk. And now, boom time and Spotify. Yes, that's correct. Spotify now has thousands of podcasts in addition to those millions of songs you listen to when you are cleaning your kitchens. Boom time is there too. Follow us and find us. All you need to do is go to Spotify, search for boom time, tap follow, and there you go. Fresh boom time episodes delivered to your eardrums. 
podcasts on Spotify. They're streaming right now. And now, of course, as well, yes. Are they yeah, just checking? Check. Yes, still streaming. I love it. Boom time. Boom time. So we speak about a show people don't know. You mentioned Dork. Mm -hmm. Are you allowed to say about shows that are overrated? Sure. What is it to you, like, if you had to name three, and this is you can change your mind uh, in eight minutes. What are some shows you're like, why are these so, why is everyone loving these? I I will admit that this is just as much with me. I think that The Americans is an example of a show that if you, I just never got on the train. And the you train were never left. on the train. I was never on the train. My My podcast partner, Andy Greenwald, who I do the watch with, yes, loves the Americans, and I respect his taste so much more than almost anybody else in the world. But it's just been for the last four or five years, he's been like the Americans is the best show on TV, and I'm like, I just can't, I can't rock with it, I can't get through it. Do, um, and it's just... weird because it is also a Cold War spy show. I should love that show, but I just never really caught the rhythm of it. Is it okay? So for me, the rule is if I carry, if I'm caring about the characters, you can do many dumb things, and I'm on board. Like Soprano Celeste, there's some seasons where we're watching like football practice with the small child. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why? What's happening? He's like eating popcorn and fainting. Like, <laughs> but I cared, you know, because yeah. the characters. What is Americans for you? It's like, ah, I just cannot connect to these two highly attractive, skilled, married people. Yeah, and the entire premise of the show, and I know that there's a lot more to it, but like the fact that they were literally living next door to an FBI agent always kind of annoyed me. Yes. I was just like, do we have to have this like suspension of disbelief that this guy couldn't put it together? In any case, I know it's a good show. I just never really got into it. Uh, Andy and I talk all the time about how we do not particularly care for Westworld. Do you still watch it? I do, but I this doesn't feel like it's like... This isn't going against conventional wisdom because I don't feel like there are many critics or... There are a lot of fans for Westworld, but I don't feel like there's a lot of people saying that it's a really great show. I love when people are dumping a lot of euros into a show and you can see it. I'm like, oh, I understand why this was very expensive. Sure. It looks very dope. And these are robots? And they also die and come back to life every episode. Quentin Tarantino probably hates this show. He's very confused. <laughs> yes, he's like, wait, no, when they're dead, they're dead. Yeah. Seth's dead. Yes. Is there anything else that I feel like is overrated? There's stuff that I missed... Did you guys ever have this where um, I think that there's a period of time, especially like right after you leave high school and you first get to college, depending on your college experience, TV is just like not a big deal to you. Like you're just you just get you kind of go out a little bit more. Maybe you go to see shows or something, but you're not yes. home watching television. So I kind of missed um, Seinfeld. I did, too. As I, well. Uh, I grew up in Germany, so yeah, we, yeah. we didn't see it. But yeah. I, I the, the Seinfeld thing really caught on for my my age group, I think, as like a rerun thing. And I never really watched it when it was on NBC just at night. And then I just never was like, it's four o'clock, it's time to watch two episodes of Seinfeld. I just never did it. And now when you watch it, if I think all my friends who love it are like, oh, well, this is the one where this happens. And I'm like, yeah, but this is the first time I'm seeing this and it's not that funny to me. Uh, so weirdly, Seinfeld is my blank spot when it comes to culture stuff. And you're saying it's people love it because of nostalgia. nostalgia. Well, I think even if you watch it the first time and you're like, this is hilarious. Like I thought that way, felt that way about it in Living Color. Whereas oh, yes. if you go back and watch in Living Color now, I think probably it has like a... 230 batting average but the things that are hits are homers oh absolutely like they're they're you can't even believe they were on television they're Fi so good. fire marshal bill yeah yes so uh i feel that way about seinfeld i feel like probably people who watched it at the time and i know that it's obviously a work of genius because of who came out of it yes but i just never really i i, I was i was i guess i was busy so soup nazi no 
I know what it is. I just actually don't think I've even ever actually seen the episode that the Zoom Nazi is in. Okay, so this is a question for me also. Like, sometimes I watch a thing because I know that I should know about this little reference right. people talk about. Like, oh, those these are not the droids you're looking for. You know, things like this. Yeah. Have you now decided I have to watch some things just so I can sound like I'm not a ding-dong in the uh, bar? Well, I watched... Westworld against my will because I felt like it was a big show that people were talking about. Even now, like, I was not going to watch... Uh, I w of course, I loved it. But, like, Breaking Bad, at first, I didn't know. Someone mm -hmm. said, you must watch this. Or oh, Mad Men. I didn't start to watch it until... Until after. Until later. Yeah, people are like, hey, what are you doing? I missed The Wire for a year and a half. So I probably started watching The Wire almost a year after the first season had come out. But that wasn't that rare back then. Can I go out on a limb and say, what a terrible show? Like, worst the show wire? of all time? Kidding, kidding. I just... <laughs> I can't even hold this. Well, I already bed. said Seinfeld, so it's not like it would be that bad. What else have I gone back to watch? Because I feel like I had to. Alf. Mr. Belvedere. You know what? That's the thing about television is it doesn't have a lot of... Like, I don't think it encourages scholarship. No. I agree with you. There's not vocabulary you must learn in order to understand small I do wonder. find a lot of stuff from my childhood to still be very, very comforting. Ah, well, that's, yeah. Like I Golden this. Girls reruns, oh, you Blanche, know, different worlds. Like, yes. if you if you ever see, like, an NBC sitcom on a rerun now, you're like, man, it's just like, it's like a, it's like the golf announcer's voice during the Masters. Oh. It just, like, completely ASMRs you to sleep, really. Yes. Yeah, like, mm. he's approaching the yeah, 13th green. Yeah, you love Andy North, feet. don't you? Yeah, but yeah. it's the same thing for Rue McClanahan. Like, when I hear it, it's like, oh, Dorothy, I'm like, oh, yeah. You're back. This is just like when I was a kid. And then you fall asleep. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we have brought it up. Oh, shit. I know what I was going to say. Bring it. Here's one thing that I went back and watched that is incredible. Can I curse on this show? That is uh, no. fucking incredible. Miami Vice. For real? Yes. The Look Don at my Johnson? sweatshirt. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a tribute. It's so... the. Best of Miami Vice, the show, is wild. Also, it was one of those shows where they're like, Don Johnson's character has amnesia for a couple episodes. No. Yeah, it's just like, and he has like, an e like there are evil twins. There are like, it, the, the stuff that they had to do to make up an entire season of television back then, because it was like 22 hours of television. It's a lot. And they would just be like, now Crockett has to go on the road for a week. It's like, what? What are you guys doing? But the very best... Of uh, there's a couple episodes in the first season specifically, they're mind blowing, and I hadn't I I had no recollection of them. Miami Vice was the thing that I remember my parents watching, and I would sneak out onto the landing of our stairs when I was supposed to be in bed, and I was like, "What's this guy doing? Yeah, what's cocaine? The flamingos? Yeah, flamingos. Oh, you, I was thinking flamingos. <laughs> you went with cocaine. What are flamingos? What's cocaine? What's Don Johnson? Yeah. Yes, yes, tin cup. Yes. Yeah. Wait, so, okay, so I must watch Miami Vice. It's pretty good, man. How, okay, if, if Miami Vice, the show, is a 10, how is Miami Vice, the film, with the man from Ireland and the lots of Do hair you really on want the to face? talk about this? No, I just want no, to... No, because you know that Miami Vice, the film, is one of, like, my, my low-key favorite movies. Oh. I think it's, like, a completely un underappreciated classic. I was, oh, I was ready for you to just no drop way, the trousers and Colin let Farrell, go. Colin Farrell, Jamie Foxx. It's incredible. I love both of those men. It's Michael Mann just not caring at all about what anybody thinks about the movie. There are parts of it that are poorly mixed. You can't hear or understand what they're saying. There are parts of it that are shot on a camcorder. There, are, Then there's like just a random shot of a waterfall with Mogwai playing in the background. Mogwai from Star Wars? The band from Scotland. Azul. Got it. <laughs> that is is a there a Mogwai in Star Wars? Oh, Mogwai's from Stargate. Are we talking about the Gremlin? Oh yes, sorry. Still, I'm, I'm a, confusing my Scottish science post rock, fiction. but the Miami Vice is like one of my 
one of my underrated classics. To my advice, film. Yeah, I did like an hour and a half long podcast about it with Bill once. Bill, and, oh. and and it's like one of the lowest rated podcasts we have. Nobody liked it. Yeah, but there are ten people who have tattooed the entire transcript of this podcast. Me and Bill have talked about breaking off a separate podcast feed and doing a show called The Man Show, but it's M A N N, and it's just about Michael, Michael Mann, Mann movies yes. or Michael Mann ephemera, just interviews he's done. If you movies do, he didn't make. Okay, well, if this happens and you're doing the man show for real, I will be the old German man with the beers that okay. refills them for you as you guys speak Good. about Michael Mann Good. films. Good. Count yeah. me in. By the way, I don't care if I don't get hired. I'm still showing up. Okay. You with... can come for collateral. We'll do collateral together. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Ticket sucker, ticket sucker. Okay, great. <laughs> I've seen The Wire three times. Okay. And I, I think we can agree season five is where the shark is just jumped up and down and gets confusing. A little bit, yeah. What was your, if you had to, I know you have said this probably many times. What is the one season of The Wire if people are like, why is The Wire so dope? Which season would be the best illustrator? So I think three is the best. Is this with the kids? No, for the school. Four. Oh, that's Three four. is, is the, the, uh, the, the conclusion of the Barksdale saga for oh, the most part. Yes. Uh, oh, this is where, um, I'm sorry, I'm bad with names. Dusty Rhodes. No, Idris Alba. Yes. Idris Alba yes. is, is in the new renovated house. Yes. He's like, what, what, what? And then they're Get like, with sorry, British man. Yeah. And also, uh, <laughs> what's Miles Teller? No, the man with the score. <laughs> sorry, I'm bad with names. Chris, you have to excuse <laughs> I me. I don't think Miles Teller played Omar. No, he did not. That's not socially acceptable. Yes. It's uh, Michael K. Williams. Yeah. Michael K. Williams, yeah, so yeah. good. Yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think season three is the best, but it doesn't have the same impact if you haven't watched season one. Who is your, and I know you have, again, these are questions. Who's your most favorite of the wire characters? That's not the obvious. So I would say not bunk. You like bunk Morland? Yeah. yeah, That's, oh, that's what you get for giving a when it ain't your turn to give a Just every line he delivers perfectly. Yeah. But season three is the one that it's Pelicanos, George Pelicanos, the crime writer. Yes. Dennis Lehane, Richard Price, all these great crime novelists also worked with David Simon and uh, Ed Burns to write it. So it's like basically a murderer's row of great crime writers from the last 20 years working on it. It's just phenomenal. I see what you have done there, Chris I will tell you, this is what I I say about The Wire. I loved it so much that I become angry when I see these people on other shows, I'm happy as the yeah. actors, which means they receive dollars. Yeah. But I'm angry because it reminds me this was not that real. That happens with me Friday Night Lights characters. Oh, yes. Coach. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Saracen. Matt Saracen. Saracen yeah, he's like a it. doctor on three shows now. He is? I think he just keeps getting cast as like a surgeon on different pilots. And then, you know, he just they he just never gets out of scrubs. They just come in and call the show a different thing. He plays a surgeon? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a confusing. Yeah. I don't see this connection. He's a second string surgeon. So he's a se- yeah, he yeah. only comes in when the first. It's the guy who comes in when your other surgeon is injured. Then yeah. Saracen comes in and <laughs> tosses scalpels in the sky. Yeah. Okay, so now, Chris, I want to speak about one of my most favorite shows, Game of Thrones. Yes. And I think this is also a show you know very much about. Is this correct? Yeah, I've hosted. Two two after shows. The first one was the season five, and that was on HBO, unbeknownst to HBO. And oh. then the second one we did was season six, and that was a lot of fun. We did that just like on Twitter. That was called Talk the Thrones. Talk the Thrones. And that was uh yeah, that was that was me and Jason Concepcion and Mally Rubin and Andy Grunewald, and we just went live after every episode. You did it live mm-hmm. for like an hour. You did it live. Yeah, yeah. You did it live. Every. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, so you, I can say, safe to say, you know very much about Game of Thrones. I definitely talk a lot about Game of Thrones. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, excellent. So 
we were speaking now of Game of Thrones, warning to everyone there are some spoiling alerts, toot toot ding ding, all the bells should go off. Yeah. I love Game of Thrones. I've seen it all the way from front to the back uh, three times. Okay. But I am I have what's called nominative, nominative aphasia, which means I don't know proper nouns of anything. So I don't remember anyone's <laughs> name at all. Good. Yes. Yeah, you should be on our show. So this would be a train a train time. for You would hate this. Okay. It would be a wreck of trains if I was on your show. Also, yes, please. So I'm going to ask you questions about what you think may happen. Next season. Next season okay. and beyond. <laughs> Okay. So, okay. When I was watching, there was the man who is tiny, who's who's on a boat, yeah. and he's sad because the dragon lady is making sweet intercourse with Johnny Bastard. Yes. So, number one, do Johnny Bastard and Dragon Dragon Girl do they know that they have a relation? Y- no, not yet. They don't know. Yeah. What do you think will happen to them? Will they stay together and make babies? I think in the world of Game of Thrones, that seal has been broken. The, well, the mild literally, we saw seal. it happen, yes. Yeah. So I think they're just going to rock with it. I think they're gonna, just going to say, you know what, for the good of the world, cousin or no cousin, let's, let's keep it moving. Let's keep this going. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Um, next one. What do you think in the very of all the ends? I imagine there will be, because, of course, we've seen the, the red marriage and everyone is there and slicey, slicey, <laughs> bye-bye to everyone. Yeah. Who is left in the very, very end? Who is still living? That is important. Again, only predictings. Who knows? I'm going to go John Tyrion and Daenerys are alive at the end. It's the three on the boat. Mm-hmm. So this is anti-Quentin Tarantino casting. We kind of see, oh, there's a boat. This boat will just float along with I everyone. I think they're all in play to die. I think that it would be it would be weird to me if Daenerys died, but John's died once already. Yes. Uh, and he, you know, the person who brought him back has you know, been exiled. So she... Theoretically, could come back and revive him again, but he has also said he does not want to be revived no, if he dies again. That's right. Tyrion seems like a good candidate to die, but I think he's actually like the kind of soul of the show. Sort yeah. of, um, so I think that the three of them live. Uh, I'm sure a lot of other people die. I'm sure. It, oh, yes. Yeah. But that's the thing is that it's that would go contrary to what this show taught us, which is that we're not supposed to believe anything we see in terms of what a hero should be, who the hero is. And who's going to wind up on top? So for all I know, Jamie and, and Cersei could... Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, to me, the obvious is that uh, Jonathan, Jonathan No Dad will be in charge of the top place. What's it called? The North? Uh-huh. Okay. And then the South will be... Daenerys. Daenerys. And they're like, hey, we are... And but... they have a long-distance relationship? Yes, yes. We have, right, we'll, just be on, we'll just be on raven duty, riding birds to that each other. It seem like after all they've been through, you right? think those kids would want to go to a long-distance relationship? Well, I, no... But I mean, it feels like that's what will occur. He's but like, maybe they can like warg to one another, like they oh, can like yes. transport each yeah, other. Blah, blah, blah. I have yeah. no, I have no pupils. Let's speak to each yeah. other from the from the birds. Yeah. Okay. Great. What is to you the dumbest thing about the show? Uh, because I love the show, but sometimes something is like, what is happening with this? Or maybe, yeah. I'll just yeah. I think the dumbest thing about the show. God, that is something I have not considered. Because I think a lot of stupid things happened last season. Their sort of lack of ability to prove proof of concept with the White Walkers and unite behind this common enemy that is quite clearly coming now. Yes. And it took them four seasons to sort of buy this whole thing. It's like, come on. Yeah. Okay, so what did you think about the bird? No, the dragon that is now on the bad guy team that is now fell into the ice and now we are a bluebird. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) 
<laughs> that seems like it might come up again. Yes. I don't know. I was annoyed that they were like, oh, now we have this this breathy blue dragon who now just destroys the wall with a couple of halitosis coughs. <laughs> I was annoyed about this. I mean, maybe that's why they got rid of dragons in the first place. It's kind of like Jurassic Park. Like Maybe you should have left it alone. Yes. Oh, so I will tell you, just so we are playing fair balls, it's like truth or dare, I will share. Uh So for me, the most dumb thing of the show is the graphics of the dragons in seasons like one and two. Oh, and they were like, we're not so sure if we have enough money to spend on this. Yeah. Why are they being cheap with the dragons? The show is about dragons. I could see them going back and making the dragons looking better. They will do a George Lucas on these episodes. Yes. Jabba in there. Yeah, let's have some Jabba. You can never also never enough draw draw. Final question, Game of Thrones, Chris. Who was your most favorite slash fascinating character? Tywin Lannister. No jokes. The dad. The dad. Yeah, Tywin. He was good. Yeah. Died, died as he lived. As he did. On the, on everyone, the, yeah. Yes, just pooped all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I love the scenes. He with... was amazing. Oh, he was great. Mom... He had like almost like a Shakespearean gravitas that I, I thought the show needed. Oh, the scene where he's like chopping up that horse. Oh, man. And then also, I love the scenes with the... What's the tiny angry girl who lists all the people to die? Uh, oh, yeah. Arya. Snippity-bum-bum. Chookity-chook. Yeah, yeah. I love those scenes. Snippity-bum-bum is at the top of the oh, Listen, he, is, he was very rude. He's pretty bad. He was rude. He didn't refill the iced tea. Boom. Do you enjoy cursing words but are very afraid of saying them out loud? Introducing the word fuchsia. Fuchsia is a color that's like blue or purple or green. I don't know what it is. But if you look at it, it looks very much like an F-bomb. That's correct. And I don't mean Franklin. You can use fuchsia all the time and people think, oh, oh, here comes a dirty word. And then really it's just you saying a color that, I, what is, I don't, is it, is it orange? What is it? It's yellow. Is it a yellow? I don't know. I don't give a fuchsia. <laughs> There, I just did it. You see that? It's, it can work. Fuchsia, say it today and scare your parents. Time. Okay, now, Chris Ryan, I'm going to make a, a very strange loop and ask you a lightning rounds of questions. Sure. The important thing with these questions is that you do not think, you do not have to make a big oh, oh, oh. Okay. Just get it out first thing in the top of your cerebellum. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. These questions were developed by Bernard Pivot, and then James Lipton covered them, and then, like, Kirk Cameron from Growing Pains wrote a letter to Zeus and said, what are good questions? So these are straight from the, the horse's patoot. Name a movie you did enjoy as a child. That I did enjoy as a child? Yes. Jaws. Name a song you secretly love hearing at a sporting event. Mine as a... As a, as a, as a oh, we will rock you. Oh, you like this? Yeah. Minus tag teams, whoop, there it is. Okay. Which is much better than whoot, there it is, which came out just weeks later. Okay, name your favorite side dish. Mashed potatoes. With gravy or no? Uh, with just like a lot of butter in them, so I don't really care if there's gravy in them. But you could not care about the gravy. It can just sit on the pavement. Yeah, it's like the French kind where they just put like three sticks of butter in them. Just make sure ba- just butter's all over the yeah. place. That's it's all basically butter with like a starch kind of coating. It's yeah. a side of potato. Yeah. So butter with a side of potatoes. <laughs> it's so grotesque. It's nasty. I'm just listening to We Will Rock You while I eat butter. Yeah, I love it. Perfect. If you had to live the rest of your life as a Game of Thrones character, which one would you like to be? Uh, Jamie. Oh, yeah. Before or after losing a hand? Spoiler. I think that I would go. I would. I would be willing to have the full experience. It seems like he really got to live his life to the fullest. He was having a nice. But party was never time. really on the chopping block, you know. Like, yes. kind of got to play 
the third the third most important person in a lot of situations. Had a steady girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. I feel like he's like Pauly Shore before in the army now. Yeah. You know, like yeah. right before Biosphere. He came was pretty out. good at fighting. Yeah. Pretty good at loving. He loved it all. Yeah. Okay, perfect. What is a job you would like me to have? You? Uh, I would like you to be the uh, surgeon that Matt Saracen replaces on a television show. That's true. Yeah. yeah okay, good. Yeah. You know what? I deserve that. <laughs> or, oh, yeah. Very important. Yeah. Or uh, the latter. Got it. What quality do you most admire in the eucalyptus tree? It's soothing properties, right? I mean, this is your answer. I don't know. Maybe you like green. Eucalyptus smells pretty good. It smells delicious. Have you put it on your skin before? Yeah. 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 Great. Let's go. It smells pretty good. Like it. What is your favorite non-English word? Oh. Uh, Maya. What is that? It's French for like, you know, the theme, the kind of the look, oh, the dude. feel. Chris yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Stop it. It's <laughs> not appropriate for podcasts. What is your favorite species of dinosaur? Uh, stegosaurus. Why is this one? It's the first one I thought of. Yeah, plates on the back though, right? Yeah, and now I'm starting to also lose track of what are dinosaurs and what are just things that are in Jurassic Park. Like, I can never remember whether or not. Ah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes. Spielberg's kind of taken over. Is Chris Pratt a dinosaur? Nobody knows. Know. Yeah. yeah, we have not seen the yeah. insights. His eyes look like snake eyes. Have you seen this? <laughs> yeah, Guardians. What location in the world would you most like to eat desert? Eat desert? Yes. The American Southwest, I guess. I love this. Chris Ryan, you have answered the questions, <laughs> and that's all I can say. This has been an episode of Boom Time. I want to say thank you to Chris Ryan very much. Chris, where will people find you if you would like for them to find you? Yeah, uh, The Watch Podcast. You can subscribe to that. That comes out twice a week. And I also appear regularly on The Rewatchables, Ringer FC, and The Ringer NBA Show. Boom Time! <laughs> Wait, what, what, what? The show is completed. Oh, wow, what an amazing time. Well, I'm sad that it is over, but also happy that it is over because it means I can speak with Alex, the director of Boom Time once more. Hello, Alex. What's happening? Uh, not so many things, just hanging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so now I think it's time. Let's jump into some... You're playing this. You, you were just dancing, but I, I, was. I think you're imagining that you've edited in the footnote song right there. Right, that's why I was bouncing. But yeah, it looked yeah. hilarious because you were just just moving going strange, a crazy, to no no music at all. So the the footnote I have is just about Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I think like a lot of us, can't wait for it to come back. You're gonna have to wait until 2019, and then you're gonna have six episodes, and ah, that's it. That's it. That's all you get. No more for the evers. Forever, ever, and I, ever, ever. Oh. I think they are making some prequel shows and some spin-offs, but... Okay, so we, we are seeing... We may see a Frasier, but no more Cheers, is what you're saying. In this case, if you're going to use that comparison, there would be six more episodes with Sam Malone or Helmut. Or oh, um, Helmut, yes. Uh, and that's it. And then Frasier, who I guess would be Tyrion, gets T his own show. Yeah, that would be great. It would be he, dope. He moves to Seattle oh, and yeah. has a talk radio yeah, show. He gives advice oh to people. Oh my God, that would be so good. He would be very good advice yeah. to everybody. Well, I have a problem. Masturbate. <laughs> that was a great Peter Dinklage impression. I, was it good? Yeah. I also can't. I have to beep uh, that. Masturbate. Yes. So great. So that's, that's cool. That's my footnote. Well, then I must ask you. Oh, I have another footnote, actually. Please I go. I just remembered another one. Yes. In the episode, you guys talked about this. German actor named Thomas Gottschalk. Oh yeah, Thomas Gottschalk. He's that's a great name. Oh Tell, yeah. Like, what do you remember about this guy? All you said was that he was in Sister Act. And by the way, oh, who's knocking on the door? Someone's knocking. Hey, come in. Oh, it's locked. We've oh, it's locked, locked it for safety. Let's Hold on. Pause it. No. Okay. 
So I'm just going to keep talking. We're about to watch some World Cup at Flula's house, and we have a special visitor who's coming over, and he's really rudely come right in the middle of us recording our podcast. Oh, hello, David. Welcome and to the podcast. Who could it be? So we are here. We are recording the, we are recording the podcast, and now who has come into the house? David Gentoli, with, he's carrying some LaCroix. He's got, he's got a case of LaCroix and a... Beautiful head of hair. Oh. Alex, Alex requested. I, I went to 365 here in the neighborhood. That's a supermarket. And I asked if anybody would like anything. And Alex, like an old man, just asked for a sandwich. <laughs> no. Does it make me an old man that I like to eat sandwiches? It is an unlikely answer for 10.30 in the morning. <laughs> it is strange. Yes. With no specifics. It, it just, feels I, like that's what Milton Burrow would have said. <laughs> What'd you Perfect. get? Perfect. Oh, it's oh, a hoagie. This is the, received a hoagie. the size of my leg. It it's, it's a hefty hoagie. I'm so, so excited. Thank you so much. And I'm really happy to do it for you, Alex. You've done a lot for me, so thank you. It's the best. He's just the best of the friends. Pamplemousse, anyone? Pamplemousse, please. Oh, Pamplemousse. We have not gotten off the rails in any no, way here. No, no, this is absolutely focused. Okay. Oh, Thomas Gottschalk. So, oh, yeah. So, Thomas Gottschalk, to return. Thomas Gottschalk is the most famous of the hosts in Germany television of my childhood. Yeah. He was the host that uh, hosted a show called Wetten das, dot, 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 which means I bet you that, dot, I bet dot, you dot, that. Dot. And then you find out. Oh, okay, so right. in every episode, Thomas would have guests, many Americans also, and they would speak for five hours because German talk shows are very, very long. You guys mentioned that, yeah. Oh, wow. And then finally, there would be a weird uh, bet. Like, I bet that man over there can eat 500 crayons in, a min in one minute. <laughs> and then sometimes he will do it. Yeah, and then he'd die. Well, that is the tragedy. Someone did expire on live television, and so they didn't do the show anymore. Mm. Yeah. Is that? That's true. Really? Oh, yes. That show ended because a man uh, oh. did not survive a very weird bet. Well, now I wish I hadn't made that joke. I'll take it from here, guys. Great. Thank you, David. Welcome. Oh, okay. So, great. Well, guys, those are our... Do we have any more note foots? No, that's it. That's it. Well, shit up. love it. <laughs> Alex, to the point. Quick. Okay. So, now we're done with our... Foot, nouns, foot, foot, foot. And now it's time for fan mail. Play that track, ding dong. Wonderful. The fan mail today is from Sammy B. Sammy says, Hallo Flula, ich reise nach Deutschland in nur sechs Tagen. Wollen Sie mit mir kommen? Which means, Hello Flula, I travel to Germany in only six days. Will you join me? No. But seriously, Sammy, I cannot. Uh, I cannot find my passport, and I'm currently in Burbank, California. It's very confusing. Thank you for the question. <laughs> All right. Let it, let it go down easy. <laughs> I know. Okay, so before we go, guys, I want to say thank you again. Vielen Dank to Chris Ryan. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at ChrisRyan77 and listen to his very excellent podcast, The Watch Pod, where he and his BFF Forever, Andy, discuss the best movies and TV and poop culture and all other things. And that is it, guys, because now you must go away because boom time is completed. Bye-bye. Haha, you guys fell again for it so good because we're having a secret 
Philadelphia 76er mini pod with Chris and me. Let's hear about it right now. Ready? Yes. We are finished with the podcast, but one more thing occurs, Chris Ryan. I know you are from Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I love basketball and you are knowing many things about basketball. Sure. This is now a secret four minute podcast about the Philadelphia 76ers. Secret like no one's going to hear it? We don't know. Okay. Yeah, we're just keeping it secret and okay. we have not decided how the secret occurs. Okay. I want to ask you some questions. Mm -hmm. Do you have a top three favorite sixes of all the times? Sure. Who are they? I'm going to say Alan Iris at number one. Oh, wow. Number two is Barkley. Yes. And number three, I'm not going to give it to anybody currently on the Sixers because, you know, it's just That's I'm not going to do Joel or Ben and put pressure on them. No. Uh, I'm going to say Hersey Hawkins. Whoa. Who is a slick shooting shooting guard. On uh, on the early 90s, late 80s teams. I've noticed you've left out Derek McKee. I did leave out Derek McKee. Was he a favorite of yours? No. Okay. I just wanted to name Dr. Him. J, Moses Malone, Mike Jaminski, the G-Man, big ones, uh, Maurice Cheeks, yes. Andrew Tony. But before your time, right? So eh, maybe not like, so. I'm like, like, I remember them vaguely. But the big ones for me were the Iverson team that went to the finals in 2000. Oh, yes. Uh, and then 01, one game one. Yeah, 2001. Yeah, right. Yes. Uh, and then this this current iteration is pretty pretty important to me. Anyone who nails a nice shot and steps over a toppled Tyron Lue deserves yes. to be in your top Iconic three. Iconic moment. One of yes. the great sports moments of my time. Just a wonderful... Alan Iverson between this and then the practice. The yes. practice, practice. Yeah. It's just delicious. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Do you think... We don't know yet what will happen. Will If LeBron comes to the Sixers, would this work? Uh, it would definitely work, but... He's not going to come to the Sixers. It's not happening. No, so we so. will not speak of this because I agree with you. I think you. he's coming to the Lakers. Right. So I'll say LeBron's going to the Lakers. And if you listen to this next week, I'll sound pretty smart. I love this. Okay. Which of the old leg of old, which of the old Sixers would be the best in today's National Basketball Association? <laughs> Definitely not Iverson. No, he would have no chance, right? <laughs> he would not be good. Yes. Keith Van Horn. Oh, man. Shout out Utah, the Utah Stretch Utes. Four. Only briefly. I mean, Kukoc was also a great, would be a great modern NBA player. Yes. But he was only briefly with the Sixers. Keith Van Horn was only briefly with the Sixers. But KVH would, would kill it. I remember so, Keith. I remember the Stretch person. Four. Oh, He'd man. Be great. I'm sure he's, he's watching basketball now and he's just like, I gotta get Why was there. I not there? Yeah. Why can I not be? Yeah. He would do better than Michael Doliak. Yeah. <laughs> he would do better than Michael yes, Doliak. Yes, safe to say. Yeah. <laughs> Your basketball references. Oh, thank you guys so much for listening. And now a request for me, but David is just going to give it to you. What what would you like the people to give to me, David? Please tweet Flula a short video of you throwing with all your might with your off hand. If you're left handed, do it with your right. And if you're right handed, do it with your left. I love this. Can I, can I just add something? Yes. Just be careful when you throw. Don't. Yeah. And don't don't throw a sharp object towards someone, you know. Good, but, but but still throw something fun and light, like a Nerf ball. I don't know. Good point. Great, wonderful, everyone. That's it, and see you next time on Boom Time. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. I, you got guys. Are you seriously still there? Hang up, guys. Hey, if you don't hang up, David's going to say something really weird to you in five seconds. Everybody looks like they're vaping in the winter. Kein Anschluss unter dieser Nummer. Boom.